the Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. Welcome to the Instructor Podcast. As always, I am your splendid host, Terry Cook, and I'm delighted to be here and even more delighted that you have chosen to listen. And if you are listening for the first time, welcome on board. And if you are regular, welcome back, because this is a show we give you the information and inspiration to help you become an even more awesome driving instructor. And today is no different. We've got a brilliant show where we're looking into specifically working with people's parents, joined by the amazing Julie Hazel, who talks to us about her online course, which is uh, specifically aimed to help parents teach their kids to drive. We discuss the impact that can have on driving instructors, and we talk about what we can do to be better communicators with parents, if you like. Uh, the other thing I'm going to mention about today, you may notice that my audio is slightly different, uh, simply because just before I started recording this, my microphone broke and I've had to revert to my spare. New one is on the way and I hope this isn't too off-putting for you. But just before we dive into the show, I want to remind you to make sure that you are subscribing and sharing this show. So wherever you're listening, make sure you click subscribe so it drops into your feed whenever you release these episodes or, as I did midweek this week, the bonus episodes of Short Lessons. This one was with Shabnam Raja, brilliant episode around self-sabotage. So if you're subscribing, they'll drop into your feed straight away. And if you're feeling nice, go and share the podcast out with all your friends, share it with your associations, all that kind of stuff. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a nice little five-star review as well. And if you hang about to the end of the show, you will hear me read a few more of my reviews over there. But for now, let's get stuck into the show. And we're now joined by the ever-delightful Julie Hazel. How are we doing, Julie? I'm fine, very. Thank you, Terry. Uh, I'm delighted that you joined us today. You're someone that I've been talking to, having on the show for probably almost a year now, and I don't think we've struggled to get as dates matched up, but it's, it's great to get you on yeah. eventually. Uh, so the first question I'd like to ask everyone that comes on the show is just tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about what you do. Okay, so um, well, I come from a family of driving instructors. Uh, my dad was one, and I have two step siblings who, back in the day, were also driving instructors. Um, my dad actually, back in the day, ran a, a fleet of cars. My mum did all the admin, um, so it was very much a, a family business. So I've been brought up really with um, road safety and driver training. And um, I've actually qualified twice as an instructor, uh, once the first time in 2003, and then again in 2018. So um, when I qualified in 2003, obviously I went through the the old training system. And unfortunately, it was a year after my dad died, so he never actually saw me following his footsteps. Um, but then after that, several years after that, we moved to Dubai and we lived there for quite a few years. And so during that time, I, um, I didn't keep my license current. And then uh, when I came back in 2018, I had a 17-year-old daughter who wanted to learn to drive. And even in um, pre-COVID, uh, trying to find a driving instructor at that time was virtually impossible. And, and I didn't have a lot of money, so I decided to... Uh, dust off my old notes and start to train her myself 
which I did do, but it wasn't easy because I was looking at, you know, YouTube videos and goodness knows what um, to try and work out what to do, what had changed because I'd been away for 15 years. Um, but anyway, long story short, I did give a, um, she did have some lessons with a local driving instructor because I was worried that I might teach her something um, or not teach her something that would cause her to fail a test. Um, and But anyway, she went on, she passed her test first time and she was a zero hero, which I was quite pleased about. Um, so after that, it kind of reignited my passion for the job and uh, I decided to, to retrain. And I think now it puts me in quite a unique position because I went through the old system um, and then obviously did the job for a while, so got some experience and then came back, went through the new system. And uh, so now I feel like I've, I've got kind of up-to-date training, but I've, I've got the experience of perhaps, a, you know, a, a seasoned instructor as well. So, uh, so that's, that's me really. That's where I'm at at the moment. Well, I mean, you did miss one thing off there, and that's a big thing I've got on to talk about today, which is the work you're doing with people's parents as well, with your learners' parents. But before we dive into that, I like to ask everyone this question because it always puts one on the back foot a little bit. Uh, The tagline for this show is that I speak to experts, leaders, innovators, and game changers. So which one of those, or ones of those, uh, do you think you fall into? Hmm... Um, I'd say probably two. Uh, I think as professional driving instructors, I think we should all be looking at ourselves as experts. But having said that, um, not to be complacent with that. So I, I think professional career development is a very important part of our job. And I think especially as many of us, we, we work as independents as well. So it can be quite an insular um, occupation if you let it. So I think there's a lot to learn from our peers. There's a lot to learn from um, other industry leaders. Um, and I certainly make professional development part of my weekly routine. Um, I think also, given what you've just touched on now um, with, with regards to my online courses, I think I like to see myself as an innovator as well. Um, and, and that came from COVID, really, uh, when we were all in lockdown I was inundated with parents phoning me up, wanting driving lessons. Of course, we had that period where we couldn't teach anyway. Um, And, you know, over that time, as you know, everybody's been turning 17. There's still a backlog. Um, People are still queuing up for driving lessons. So while I had that downtime, um, I started to think, well, you know, what can I do to help these people now? Um, because they don't want to wait. They've also got the time that, you know, they're, they're off work as well for, you know, many people were if, if, um, being furloughed and things. So what I did was I, I took an online course to teach me how to build online courses. And, and once I'd done that, uh, I started off quite small. I just did a, an online course just to um, teach parents how um, to teach a manoeuvre, the parallel park, And then after that, I went on to do um, a a bigger course, which which basically teaches parents how to take their teenager from knowing absolutely nothing about driving up to basic roundabouts. Um, So not intended to teach them to become driving instructors, not intended to um, replace traditional driving lessons. But I think it's very much um, an an extra tool and a support system. Um, to help parents improve the quality of their private practice, really. 
because most parents at some point will go out and, and help, you know, help their teenagers in the car. So it helps them and it helps us if we're not spending half the lesson undoing, undoing the bad habits that have been, been taught. Yeah, I noticed the um, sort of the tagline on your LinkedIn page is "I help parents of learner drivers to not pass on bad habits in private practice," and I think that really resonated with me because it's something that I probably don't get as much now as I used to. But I used to get it a lot where a student might have a few weeks off for some reason, you know, whatever the reason might be. But during that time, they'd go on you know, do some stuff with the parents and they'll come back or I've learned how to do this, let's say. And then they'd, they'd tell me and it's like, oh, I remember one man saying, I've learned how to do it. I do every roundabout in second now. I'm like, really? Why do we do it in second? What, what if you need to stop? You know, and it's, so is that something that you were seeing a lot, do you think? And that's one of the things that spurred you on to do it? Um. Yes and no. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I think you can always tell when when you've had a lesson and you've left them at a certain level, and then as you say, maybe they've had a couple of weeks break and they come back to you, and straight away, you can see you can see that they've been out with mum and dad. They're now confused about um, what they're doing. Mirrors are usually pretty poor when when they come back because, of course, parents. I think that's one of the biggest things to drop off in private practice because I think the parents are putting so much focus on the road and they're just so grateful that then they're still alive at the end of the <laughs> session that they're not actually that they're not actually watching what you know um, son or daughter is doing in regards to mirrors. I also find that when they've been out with parents, they they get confused about signals around parked cars because a lot of parents will tell them. Uh, you need a signal to pass a parked car. And then, of course, I teach that we, that we don't, not, not mo- most of the time, obviously. There's nothing black and white, never say never. But more often than not, you don't need a, a signal. Um, and then they're cycling through the gears, so they're not doing the block changing. So those are the, those are the things that I think you can tell immediately when they've been out and spent time with mum and dad. But I think it was more when parents were phoning me up during lockdown and I kind of started to get this idea. So when they... When they phone me up, rather than me saying, no, sorry, don't have any space or can't take you at the moment, we're not legally allowed, I was kind of developing that that a bit further and saying, well, I've got this plan. What do you think? And the feedback that I got from that was two things, really. One, that they the, the main thing that they were worried about passing on their bad habits, so they were a bit concerned about doing it, um, and also patience. They were worried that they wouldn't have the patience to do it. So, but I think a lot, a lot of times with patience, I, I think the problem there is not actually having the patience. It, it, it's not having the skills to manage a potentially stressful situation. But if you can manage the situation, well, then your stress levels are lower, their stress levels are lower, and the tension is not the same. I mean, obviously, you're going to have a different dynamic with a parent and a child than you would with an instructor. Um, but I mean, it can be managed. I did it with, I did it with my own daughter. Um, you know, I, I wasn't qualified at the time when I taught her, although, you know, admittedly I, I was previously, but, um, you know, my skills were 15 years rusty. Um, so, yeah. So I think that's really where that came from. Does that answer your question? Yeah, definitely. And I, I, it's just making me think when you mentioned about teaching your own daughter, I, uh, my stepson's 17 next year and he says he wants to come to lessons with me. And I've told him that he will be having his first 20 hours with someone else because he will just assume that because I'm telling him, 
I'm telling him because he's my stepson, not because he's learning mm-hmm. to drive. So, um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, sorry to interrupt, Terry, but this is the other thing actually that that I found with the parents with the feedback from the course is that they said the same thing that because mum and dad were teaching them through me almost. I think one of the students said that it felt like I was teaching him or mum was teaching him by proxy. So I think they take on board what mum and dad tell them a little bit better if they know that it's come from someone that knows better than mum or dad, Yeah, if you know what I mean. No, that, that makes sense. I mean, the, the, the other question I wanted to ask you there, because like we, we both kind of spoke a little bit about the negatives of being taught by parents. Have you come across any positives because the the big one that I see the a big positive is for me is the experience on the road because they tend to not spend as much time talking through stuff so they do just get thrown into some of the situations and you know a lot of the time that experience they will experience more random situations you know they may never come across an ambulance while they're on a lesson but they might come across one more with their parents so have you come across any other positives um, I think, as you say, um, I think any experience is good experience. Um, the more uh, varied opportunities that they get to experience things um, has got to be good for them. I do think sometimes parents underestimate, uh, again, it, it sounds a bit negative again, but I think sometimes parents do underestimate um, what the student's capable of and puts them in situations that perhaps they can't deal with. And, and then sometimes I have confidence issues when, they, when, they, when they've had a scary experience and then you have to kind of rebuild that confidence a little bit. But when you're working closely with the parents, I tend to give them the brief as, right, this is what we've done this lesson. This is, this is what I'd like you, you know, to practice next. Be mindful of where you're going. Give them a better idea of of um, you, you know what the, what the skill set of the student is to try and avoid that, um, um, because yeah, I think it can be it can be a problem to confidence if they get put in situations um, that they can't cope with. But like you said, it, it's also a steep learning curve. Some, sometimes they do, but they learn very quickly, and and you know it, it, sometimes it's it's quicker to learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Um, then have a more controlled environment. Yeah. I think just before I come on to the course itself, because it does fascinate me genuinely, um, I'm intrigued sort of the relationship with you have with parents because it's, you don't just offer the course. You know, there's other stuff you've got out there as well. Now you've got Facebook groups and, and sort of demo videos that you do. And I'm assuming that even if someone doesn't sign up to the course, you're still happy to work with the, the parents and, and it, you know, talk to the parents and so on. So I'm just intrigued as someone that's, that's prioritized this side of learning to drive, how you found the reception from parents and, 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 and that side of it. All very positive, actually. Um, the majority, because don't forget, this isn't for every parent. You know, some parents, they're not committed. They're, they're, they don't want to put the work in. Um, you know, maybe they've got the money. They, you know, they're, they're happy to just pay for your professional services job done. But the parents who genuinely do want to support the learning, I think um, they're very respectful. They're, um, they're very interested to learn how to do the job properly. Because I think like me when I was teaching my daughter Nia um you're so worried as a parent that you're going to say something wrong and do something tell them something wrong um 
that that could end up then costing them their driving test because of something you, you said incorrectly or you didn't teach them at all because you didn't know to teach it. Um, so I think, yeah, they're very receptive to, to any advice. And um, what I've had, what I've had, a, well, I say a lot of success. I've only, I've only done it three times, but I've had three scenarios with parents um, whereby we've had this situation where, say, in a, in a four-week period, they'll do lessons for three weeks. And then on week four, I'll come in and I'll do an assessment We'll, we'll do some troubleshooting. I'll fix that. You know, I'll fix some some problems, whatever needs doing in that lesson, and then we'll make a training plan moving forward, which I then discuss with my mum or dad. And I do that either face to face or I'll send them a detailed WhatsApp message. I also have an app on my phone that I share with my students where I can communicate and, and I give detailed lesson notes in that. And then we make a lesson plan moving forward, a training plan moving forward. They then make, they go and do those three weeks. They do what's required. They can contact me on WhatsApp. We can have a conversation. We can have phone calls. Um, and then, again, the assessment continues in, the, in, in for example, week four. Um, and I've done that three times now. And all three students, I would say they progressed at the same rate as they would have done if they'd been exclusively with me in a traditional setting. Um, they had... Possibly, as you said, more of a varied experience because they were going out more than those one or two hours a week that they'd have been doing with me. Um, and all three of them passed their test first time with less than three driving faults. So, it's, uh, I find that interesting. Um, I mean, for, from my personal perspective, I the bulk of my students tend to be mid-20s. So I maybe don't quite get the same... Right scenarios as you but I do obviously have some that are 17 18 19 and I find it fascinating seeing the difference in how parents approach it because as you said there are some that are just like okay you you do the job and that's not a negative yeah. thing that's just the approach I want to take others are really involved in the the training of them uh, in terms of they take them out for lessons and then others are more involved in working with me and and just getting my feedback and stuff and I see online a lot of people complaining about parents. And my experience is always that when I communicate with them, if they want that mm -hmm. communication, because some don't, but when I communicate and actually talk to them, they're actually really easy to work with. You know, if you yeah. keep them updated, I think the problem sometimes comes is when you suddenly tell them two weeks before the test that the kid's not ready or, or something like that. But if you keep them updated yeah. and explain the situation, so I think that what you're saying there, sort of the idea of three weeks off one week on, that intrigues me. But I'm also going to play devil's advocate slightly because I can imagine a lot of people listening to that and thinking, well, how are you getting paid? If you're only then doing that once a, once a month, are you not taking food off your own table sort of thing? Well, no, because it means I can take on more students. If I know I've if I know that I've only got, you know, that one student, I'm only seeing that one student once every three or four weeks, um, well then I, I can I can help more people. And that was the whole point of this in the beginning. Um, because it in an ideal world when you're in business, when you've got people knocking on your on your door for work and you're having to turn them away, um, it doesn't sit well. 
So there has to be a way, or at least that's what I was thinking when I started going down the online route, there has to be a way to help more people. And if they're doing more for themselves, then they don't need so much one-to-one with me. But it means then that I can have more students on my books. Yeah. So I am not, I am not short of work. I mean, I do plenty of um, you know, traditional lessons as well. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, it works and I get a lot of satisfaction helping, helping the parents and talking with the parents. And as you say, when you communicate with them and you're all on the same team and they, they see it as a, it's a team effort between the three of us, really, the student, the parent and myself, it's a coach. It's, you know, I mean, that's what our business is now. We're coaches. We're, you know, we're, we're not teachers anymore. Um, so it, it's all, it's all about coaching and helping them to help themselves really and and to learn it doesn't work for everyone no but you know i think that's the important thing it's not a one size fits all is it but out of curiosity so sheer curiosity have you got a preference do you enjoy the parents that are really heavily involved more or do you enjoy it when you're just left alone to your own thing or do you like the mixture i i i like being involved with the parents yes I think in some ways you feel less responsible. Um, you know, it is very much a, a team, you know, a team effort. And it's nice to see how, how pleased they are with themselves, you know, and, and the progress that the student's making. Um, and I, I know the, the three students that I was telling you about, the last one, she actually um, took her test in her own car as well, because that's, the downs- that's one of the downsides, I would say, that because they do so much training in their own car, they're not very comfortable in yours. So I've I've found um, with those with the three examples that I gave you, um, two of them took their test in their own car. So there was only one that, that took in mine, and I ended up giving lessons in their car instead. But for me, that wasn't that wasn't a problem because once they've got to a certain level, I'm you know I, I don't I'm, I'm I'm comfortable with no dual controls. Just taking a slight pause in the show to give a big shout out to John Watson. John is the latest person to sign up to the Instructor Podcast Premium, and he's now got access to almost 70 exclusive shows, including the most recent one that I put up, which is called Teaching Terry. Now, these are ones where, with the permission of both parties, I have taken a, a training session where I have been trained, I have been coached, however you want to phrase it, and I put that recording up to see other people get to see me being coached by a specialist. So, uh, yeah, something a little bit different over there at the minute. But there's a whole host of shows and a whole host of discounts available there as well. But just a brief mention to anyone thinking of signing up, if you sign up in November, all November sign-up fees will go towards the Big Learner Relay. So any new sign-ups in November will have their sign-up fee donated to the Big Learner Relay. Speaking of the Big Learner Relay, make sure you are signed up to the podcast. You'll find a link in the show notes for this, or you can go to wherever you listen and search for Big Learner Relay. So go and check out the podcast I'm doing over there. And if you're feeling even more generous, donate. You can find links in the show notes on the website or at biglearnerrelay.co.uk. But for now, let's dive back into the show. I hate to come to the sort of the negatives or the perceived negatives, I should say, with this, but um, 
the, the, I suppose the downside to that is that when people are taking their own car, you obviously don't get the the credit on your um, yes on your badge. Um, is that something that you're concerned about at all, or does that not phase you because your priority is a student? Um, a little bit of both. Um, I, they, they, it can go on your badge. You only need to give the student your ADI number. They take it to the test centre and it can go on your badge. So that's not something I've done personally, but I think that can be managed quite easily if that's a problem. Um, and I went off target a little bit, actually, with the story that I was telling you about the girl in her own car. But once she once she took the test and she passed and, um, you know, mum was over the moon, you know, mum has to take a lot of the responsibility for that you know, that teenager passing. Yes, it was all supported by me, but they were the ones that did the work, really. But she posted it all over her Instagram. She, you know, thank you, Julie. You know, my logo and everything was posted all over her Instagram. And they certainly gave me plenty of credit for all the support that that I gave them, even though it was mum that took her there on the day. Um, But no, from the badge side of things, if if that's a problem, just give me your badge number. It's it's interesting you say that about the the, sort of the mum sharing the stuff there, because as I said, uh, a lot of my students are a little bit older, but what I tend to find is that the the teenagers that pass, they might put a comment on that pass picture you put out, but they're not great at at sharing your stuff. But the parents of Mm. the teenagers are awesome. I'm always seeing my name chucked up yes. in Facebook groups. I'm like, who, who's that person? Then I'm like, oh, it's so-and-so's mum, right, okay. Um, yes, yeah. What? And I think when they've done it themselves as well, they're even more inclined to want to bragging rights. Definitely, definitely. And I think that's the yeah. other thing, again, that works in your favour, like you said. If if you're almost forging that relationship with the parents and and whether they take them in their own car, your car, whatever, they are going to feel like they can tag you and stuff more and that they will share you because so-and-so mm. passed in my car but Julie supported me by doing this she didn't insist on having 40 60 lessons she did this so it's almost like a an alternative service you're offering which I think is I'm all for alternatives let's put it that way um <laughs> yeah just before we kind of move on to the online side of it then I think there's one more question around that and I might throw this on you a little bit so apologies in advance but I'm just wondering if you'd have any advice for for other instructors because it's until maybe the the last couple of years I kind of steered clear from parents I was like I'll work with your student I'll work with your son but that's it I talked to that you know I wasn't the the best at, at dealing with that and I'm sure that I'm not the only one that's been like that so as someone that does that regularly is there any advice you would offer to ADIs for dealing with parents um, I would say communicate more with the parents, whether you're, you know, whether the parents want to be hands on or not. Um, and this is, um, I mentioned earlier that I have an app, which I think a lot of instructors do have now for managing their diaries and everything else. But I think the app is re- is a really good way of communicating as well, um, both with the parents and the students. And I always write up my lesson notes. I always keep a good progress record there. So at any point, if I've got a parent with a problem, I just revert them back to the app. You know, have a look on the app. You can The parents can have a version of it as well. Um, so we're in constant communication there. And then if there's any, if there's any um, question mark over whether the, the student's test ready or not, well, then the parents can see for themselves how far along they are in their training. They can see what's gone on in the lessons. Um, and I think if it, the more open you are with the parents the less conflict there is because I think with anything 
if you don't, if the parents, if you're not approachable and you're just this faceless driving instructor that takes large amounts of their money every week and they don't really know what's going on in the lessons, you almost become the enemy. And then they get to a point where they think little Johnny should be ready for tests because he's had X amount of lessons, but they've got no concept of, of, of what stage little Johnny's at and what problems little Johnny's had. Um, but I think if you communicate with them, I think it just makes makes your job, my job, so much easier. I love that everyone first was a little Johnny. I don't know, I don't know where that comes from. Um, I think I just say thingy. Or I don't know. Um, all right, uh, the, the online course. Then um, you spoke before about it being like a, uh, it's not a be all end all. It's not teaching parents how to be instructors. And it kind of goes up to the level, I think it's like basic roundabouts. Um, just want to yeah. give us an idea of what's contained within the course. And is it kind of a, a medium, if you like, in between student, uh, sorry, uh, in between parent and instructor? Or What do you mean by medium? So, like, obviously, like you say, you're not training them to be instructors, but is there a bit of you need to, are you encouraging them to coach, for example? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Yes. I mean, it's when I was teaching Nia, the, the, the thing that I, the, the biggest problem that I had is if you, if you go on YouTube or you Google anything, um, there's videos of driving instructors driving, just do this, you know, but it doesn't. So it, it's, it's aimed at the student to show by demonstration what the student should be doing now i'm not saying that demonstration doesn't have its place in teaching because it does but if it was just that simple to learn to drive well then we would we would be out of a job wouldn't we mom and dad can just sit in the car this is what you do watch me now you do it there's more to it than that so the the course really starts off i mean it's five modules the first the first module is just all about setting them up to make sure they're legal making sure they've got the right insurance making sure they've got l plates properly um, positioned getting the parent to get that instructor's mirror. You'd be amazed at how many supervising drivers do not have that mirror. Um, so things like that. So getting themselves set up to be safe. Then module one is basically a controls lesson. And I, I don't hold anything back on that. I tell them in, a, in video format exactly what I would tell them if I was sat next to them in the car. And then I tell, I give mum and dad some... Um, strategies for um, how they'll help them find the clutch control, um, getting them to do certain things while the car's stationary that they might not think of doing, that they'll, you know, like changing gear, for example, the first time they change gear is when they're actually on the road moving, whereas they could actually keep themselves a little bit safer and let, let's kind of do a dummy run of that while we're stationary before before we actually get wheels wheels rolling so they can at least feel the placement of the of the gears and things so little things like that that maybe mum and dad wouldn't think about to do so those sort of insider tips um i i share a little bit of what i call instructor lingo because again um as you know we need to, we need to be able to say things quickly on the on on the road um so just a few key phrases to get them doing things a little bit more you know, um, timely can, can again, help with safety. 
Um, other than that, there's uh, what else is in the course? So, yeah, so we've got the, the controls lesson. Um, then we've got uh, moving off and stopping, obviously, left and right hand turns, basic roundabouts. And then within that, I'm also giving them uh, a heads up on what could go wrong because we all, we all know, you know, as, as seasoned instructors, you can predict what they go, you know, what, what's going to go wrong. Um, so again, if the parent knows to look out for that before it happens, everything stays a bit safer. And and then I tell them, look, this could go wrong. And if it does, this is what you can do to fix it. I also provide um, a, a log, a, a lesson log. So if they're vigilant and keeping that up to date, they can mark out what they did and when and how many hours they've spent on it. So that when an instructor does come along, because often they'll start the course and then maybe an instructor becomes available. Um, and then the instructor straight away can see, well, okay, mum and dad spent, oh, it looks like they spent about five hours on the road and, and that they've made a log here that they've covered this, this and this. So it means it's a little bit less mystery work for the instructor that's picking it up. And um, perhaps they can spend less time trying to find out what little Johnny knows. <laughs> so- <laughs> Um, what's the, the feedback been, been like then from the people that have, have sort of used that from scratch and then gone through it to use an instructor and so on? Right. Um, it, again, it's been very positive. Um, I remember the first student that I had that had bought the course. It was actually a very rewarding lesson for both of us. So dad had bought the course. I'd had a long conversation with dad in the beginning. I uh, told him I had a waiting list. Couldn't promise when I was going to be able to start his son. So he said, right, I'll buy your course. Uh, he was a fireman, actually, and um, I'll get started. So that's what happened. And then um, I think he was probably about halfway through the course when I, I, I did have a slot become available and I took him took him on. And uh, anyway, first lesson, pictures up and we're sat there. And straight away, I can go straight into coaching because he's already got some, some baseline knowledge so I'm asking him questions rather than telling him things in the early stages. And his confidence, I could see his confidence building and building because he knew the answers. Oh, yeah, my dad taught me that because he's bought the course and he did this. And my dad was so worried about telling me the wrong things. But, yeah, my dad told me that. And, and, and so we were able to get moving so much quicker. We made loads of progress in the first lesson. And, and I felt my job was a lot easier in all honesty as well because, it, you know, I, I taught him by proxy so the information had all come from me, but he already came armed with it. Um, and I didn't have to waste so much time on the on the controls and the moving off and stopping. You know, that was just a tick box exercise, really. And then we, we could move on to other things. I, I can imagine uh, how that would be easier because, like you were saying about the, the wealth of videos and stuff that's out there now and... I mean, you might have been a bit more polite than me, but there's some other nonsense out there um, that gets posted. And I, I don't, it just frustrates me. Um, I remember, I oh, I can't remember when it was, back in July, I think it was, I interviewed Graham O'Brien from a DVSA, and he was saying off-air about some of the videos that he's seen online, and he thinks that the the, the DVSA needs to, I don't, I don't even know if she'll say this or not, but he thinks the DVSA should do more yeah. around that to actually promote what what's expected because there's some there's some tripe out there uh, my words not his yeah. um but but there is and and i've had that before where, and i'm sure you are too where you know students come well i've seen this on youtube i'm like yeah but it's yeah well, just get your dad to teach you from youtube then you know or whatever you need to do but yes yeah 
I've seen you. You also do. Um, uh, there's a free video you do. Teach people how to parallel park, and I think I watched that, and I think it's really good. I liked that, and I think I would trust your course because of that. But oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, it, it was. It was. I don't know. It just felt like it was being done properly, and maybe "properly" is the wrong word because I know there's different ways to do it and so on. But it felt like it was done in the right spirit, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, we all know there's one, there's more than one way to skin a cat with parallel park. You know that that's my way, um, but I, I I find that I get quite consistent results using that formula. And I think the biggest thing with the parallel park as well, and this is one thing that I drill home um, to my students on manoeuvres, is students and parents will judge the success of a manoeuvre solely based on accuracy. And I think it's so important that they need to shift that mindset a little bit, that it, it's more about safety. The driving test is about safety. It's all about the observation. It's all about the control and reasonable accuracy. And I think if the parents understand more around what the examiner is looking for in terms of manoeuvres on the driving test, that's helpful as, as well. Um, so, yeah, so that, that, that's, you know, um, my mindset behind that. Really. Yeah. And- and just on that, with uh, going back to you, the the full course, if you like. So, for example, is that? I think you kind of touched on this before, but would that work for anyone? So, for example, if if I get an inquiry tomorrow and say, right, I can't take you on until January, but here's this course, would it work for them to then come to me? Now, I know there's always going to be a slight disparity because, as you said, there might be a few things I would teach differently. But would that still yeah. give people a really good grounding? Would it for, for them to come to a different instructor? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you say, we all maybe phrase things differently. We all have slightly different teaching techniques, but the basics will be in. And what's what's most important is the bad habits will be minimised. Because I have so many students who come to me and they've maybe been out a couple of times with mum or dad, and you know the, the key phrases are things like. Um, well, my dad told me to do this, but then he also told me to ask you because he's not sure if he's telling you if he's telling me right. Whereas that takes all that away. You know, the course takes all that away. Um, I mean, you know, the, the parents they know how to drive, so they've got that basic knowledge themselves anyway. So the course just gives them the reassurance, um, brings their skills maybe up to date a little bit, and uh, just gives them the reassurance that, that, that what they thought was right is right. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. <laughs> well, yes. Um, the the other thing, and I kind of touched on this before, and I can't think the right word, so forgive me, but I use the word negative, and I don't mean negative. I mean the perspective. That's the word. The perspective of some people, because we all know what a lot of driving instructors are like. Uh, now, generally, the ones that tend to listen to this show are the positive and, and super wonderful driving instructors, but there's some out there that are a little bit... Uh, you you <laughs> making myself chuckle now because you referred to little Johnny before. I was about to say negative Nelly. So there you go. Um, <laughs> who would see that there's a, an online course to help parents teach their kids to drive and immediately be derogatory towards it, thinking, well, mm. you know, why would you do that? But then also, why would I give that to my guys? Now, you've touched on that a lot already, but I'm, I'm kind of keen to know whether you've come across any negative feedback from anyone or if, has it all been positive and, and what would you say to anyone that was negative about it? Um, well, I certainly haven't come across any, any negative feedback. Um, I think we need to keep it in perspective that it, it's not a replacement 
for, for professional instruction. It's, it's a complementary tool for those that are interested to do a little bit more at home um, because they're going to do it anyway. The ones that are inclined to do that home practice, they are going to do it anyway. So they might as well do it correctly, which makes it easier for us and it makes it easier for them and safer for them as well. Um, I don't think it's taking away anything from our, our job. It, it's just helping the parents that are doing it anyway to do it better. Definitely. I would agree. I mean, I, I kind of said before that I like uh, any alternative. I like anyone that anything from our industry that is going out and actually trying to do something a bit different that that helps learners or helps driving instructors because the, the, I think the great thing you've done there is it's a resource the ADIs and the learners and their parents can use, but it's not something they have to use. It's an option. And I think no. that when there's something like that, I'm always, I'm always intrigued by that. But I, I want to step away from that for a minute because you mentioned at the start about you for sort of first pass in 2003 and then you came back in, in 2018 and passed then. I'd be intrigued to know your thoughts on the industry and perhaps how is there a difference in the industry or uh, the way ADIs approach industry from 20, jeepers, 20 years ago to, to, to now? Yeah, I mean, huge, you know, in, in terms of the training and how we were trained back then compared, you know, to how we are now. As you know, it's it's all about the coaching now. Before it was all about the teaching. You know, standards checks and um, you know, your part three was all role play, as you know. So I mean, completely different beast. It was it was like learning learning a new job. It wasn't the same job the second time around. So uh, yeah, completely different. I certainly think what we're doing now, the way that we do things, is is much better. I, I think generally the instructors that I come into contact with have a lot more professional pride than they used to back in the day. Um, I think there's a lot more networking goes on amongst instructors, things like this. Um, you know, I, I know I'm a member of quite a few um, WhatsApp groups, that sort of thing where everybody supports each other. So, yeah, I think the driving instructor community as a whole is a, is a really nice place to be. And, uh, but I, you know, I think that the job is a totally different beast now to as it was 20 years ago. You know, I don't know. I, I feel for me, it's worked out quite nicely that I, I was able to go through, not that I enjoyed retraining, but I went through the system and I, you know, I probably had a little bit more in-depth training um, than I would have done otherwise if I'd have just kind of evolved with the system over time. I, I get the impression that you prefer it now. So it's 20 years ago. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I think there's been an improvement. Yeah. Um, in the way that we teach. Yeah, I think I, I've only been in it for, for six years now and I can kind of see a little shift just over those six years in myself as well. You know, I've, I've been quite honest on this show that when I first started, I was very, very reserved and, and, and very, uh, you know, a bit sort of 80s, 90s mindset driving instructor, and you know I've evolved over those six years. So, so yeah. Um, all right then. So, I want to ask you now for your ultimate driving song. What song would you bang on when you were bombing down the M1 or wherever you're going? Well, as a professional driving instructor, of course, you know <laughs> I wouldn't be bombing down the M1. <laughs> um, but I would say probably. Um, Maybe 
uh, Brian Adams, Summer of 69. That's a good shout. That's that's a nice shoot. Yes. Uh, there is a Spotify playlist which you can find in the show notes for this episode, and you can find it elsewhere as well. Uh, and that I'm uh, I'm looking forward to adding that one onto that Spotify playlist. Oh, oh, brilliant! Yes, yes. Uh, I'll send it through to you, actually the instructor uh, on Spotify. I'll send you the link. But yes, you can feel this, and you can find it in the show notes. And uh, that's a great tune uh, to go on. Um, all right. So, do you want to take a moment to tell people where they can find you and anything else you might have to offer? Um, well, yes, um, the, the links to my, um, both my courses are on my website. They're also on Linktree on my Instagram account. Um, they're also on Facebook. Um, the, the, uh, obviously, I've got the Facebook group. <laughs> Lost my words. Couldn't find my words. Uh, yeah, I've got my Facebook group, which is open to anyone, by the way. It's not just for people who've bought the course. Um, that is a Facebook group that is anybody that's a parent or a supervising driver, if they want to join, they're more than welcome to come and join us in there. It's just a, a forum for parents to thrash out any problems that they've got, ask any questions. I'm in there most days offering advice. If there's any industry news that might be relevant, um, you know, changes to the highway code or anything like that, I'll stick that on there. So it's it's a nice friendly place to be so anybody as i say that um, wants to join that group they're more than welcome um if they do join the group there's also a discount to my boot camp um for group members as well um so yeah come along and join us but yeah all my links are on my social medias i mean i haven't done this yet admittedly um but i think that that is probably a good place for instructors to start you know when we get parents that are coming asking us questions because i know that i say me in the past a lot of current instructors don't want to deal with that and i'm not saying whether that's right or wrong but you know we could filter some of those parents through to you uh, and let you deal with those problems yeah, on our behalf it's not a good place to <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> uh, all right so just before we let you uh, you disappear is there anything else you'd like to cover or touch on no i don't think so only to say thank you so much for having me uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, it's been quite fun to uh, thrash out some alternative thinkings. No, and uh, and you were a bit a bit nervous before we started, and you were slightly concerned there'd be some long pauses. But before I even edit this show, I can tell you there was none, or possibly one, but very very few at least. Um, so <laughs> yeah, good to know. big thank you for joining us on this episode of the Instructor. I do appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Terry. So a big thank you to Julie for joining me on this episode of the Instructor Podcast. I don't know about you, but I found that really insightful. You heard me on the show talk about something that I've struggled with in the past, dealing with parents. I think I'm in a much better place now. I'm much more accepting and I'm much more willing to embrace that. I don't think I'm quite as enthusiastic as Julie, but we don't need to be. Uh, everyone's different. And this is one of the things I love about this podcast. It's, it's showcasing different people and we can take a little bit of Julie's approach and we can take a bit of Rob Cooling's approach and we can take a bit of Emma Cottington's approach and mix them all together and, and become your own unique driving instructor. And, uh, and that's what I'm trying to do. And again, I'm just going to take a moment to give another shout out to one of my awesome listeners who has left me a review. And this one wasn't just a listener. This one is also a guest. So this review was on apple and it's simply titled so much fun and uh, i'm sure you'll be surprised here that it's five stars now this is it says 
It's always a privilege to be asked onto Terry's podcasts, combining humour and practical advice. He's an amazing host with honest Yorkshire banter. It's why I call him the Podcast King. What a lovely review. Uh, I love getting reviews, uh, and that one was from Keir Witherspoon. I've actually worked with Keir a little bit recently. Um, he's helped me out a bit of funk that I was in. Uh, amazing human being. Highly recommend you go check him out. Go check out his podcasts. But it was great that he left me that five-star review as well. It means a lot. If you would like to leave me a five-star review and get the possibility of it being read out on the show, Apple is a brilliant place to do it. Facebook, Google, or, and one of my favorite ones, just drop me a message. Always like getting messages, and I'll start reading some of those out as well. But for now, I'm going to hope you have a brilliant week, and I uh, I will let you crack on with your day. The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook. Talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them.